Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Our new series, you guys, is God with us. God with us. It's such a good, powerful message. And um, I know it's something we sing at Christmas time. I know it's something we kind of understand. But if you don't feel God with you today, I'm hoping you will after this. Amen? So it's just so incredible when you just stop and think. Like, okay, God with us. God, you guys. The creator of the universe, the one that created all of us, made us different, knows every head, every hair on your head. He separated, you know, the dust from the earth, the water from the sky, day from night, light from darkness. He created every one of us. He created every animal. When I get to heaven, I'm going to be like, why did you create insects? Like, why do I need a mosquito on the world? We don't need those. No mosquitoes, no spiders, no flies, okay? So I'll take care of that when I get to heaven. Don't worry, it's on my list. But God with us is not just a fancy title or something we sing at Christmas. The Bible actually tells us that God is with us. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Do you not know and understand that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you? Matthew 28.20 says, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. Matthew 1.23 is an angel speaking. And I was laughing when I saw this because angels always start with like, behold, you know? And I was like, I'm going to try this at home. I'm going to walk into Charles and be like, behold, Charles. We have this on Saturday. Do you hear me now? You know? Behold, girls, there are dishes in the sink to do. So I will let you know how that works if if people are hearing me anymore at home. But in this case, it's an angel that says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. So this is good news. God is with us. This is good news today. Because God is with us, life is unlimited, you guys. Because God is with us, there's nothing we cannot do. There is nothing that is impossible. There is nothing that we cannot see. Because God is with us, our life is going to reflect God. People, hopefully, are going to see God in us, right? So if the Bible says all of this about God, what does this actually mean for our life? Well, let's talk about it, okay? Point number one, if God is with us, then we should love his people. So we just come out of this evangelism series, and I don't know about you, but every time I sat in here and I was reminded that part of my job, or and not just my job because I'm a pastor, but part of all of us as Christians is to invite people to church. And of course, we know that here at Awaken Church, we make it super fun and super easy because we have things like Night of Christmas that are absolutely spectacular that we can invite people to. But we also have Twisted coming up that we can invite people to. And we have three Christmas Eve services. They're going to be in here. They're going to be special. 
middle. All three services, just like we do on Sunday mornings. We, we are called and we are told and we are, we are urged and we know that we should invite people to church. But when I sat in here and heard a whole message about it, it made it like beginning, it was like fresh in my brain. And every time we went to lunch, we were like inviting people to church all the time. So I just want to keep reminding us, especially in this season, this is Christmas time. People are looking for something. They are looking for what God has. They are looking for a church service to walk into, and we want them to find that. Amen? Amen. So like it or not, we're not going to be able to live without people. Okay? We know people are our biggest blessing in our life, and people can also push our buttons. I know they can be frustrating. People are messy, okay? Especially at this time of year, people can be a little frustrating. Like, don't go to Fashion Valley Mall on a Saturday. Just don't. I, I, I didn't, what was I thinking? It was like last week. And like, you know, I see this guy, he's walking to his car and he sees me. We have like this whole understanding that like I'm sitting there and I, my blinker's on and I'm waiting for your spot. And so why are you in your car now for a half an hour? Like, what are you doing? Are you like answering emails or like, I mean, just be courteous and tell me that you're going to be a second. Okay. I'll wait. Like no problem. But people can be frustrating. <laughs> And I think one of the terrible things, there are a few things, but one of the terrible things that came out of 2020 is that this, this amplified concern for myself, for me, like life is about me and everyone needs to pander to how I feel or everyone needs to understand what I want to be called right now. I mean, if someone's sick, it used to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're sick. Can I can I pray for you? Can I bring you some soup? But now if someone's sick, it's like, oh, stay away from me. Six feet, okay? Stay away from me. I am concerned about myself. I don't want to get sick. And so, I mean, you guys, even the toilet paper situation. Like, can you believe that even happened in the United States of America? We were all frantic about toilet paper. And it wasn't like people were out buying it for their friends and neighbors, okay? It was gone, and there was madness around it because people were all making sure they were buying it for themselves. So I think at this time of year, we can really breed that kind of spirit, right? People are like, here's my Christmas list. This is what I want for Christmas. And hear me clearly. There is absolutely nothing with wanting stuff. There's actually nothing wrong with stuff. And I hope we're all buying each other presents. And I hope we're being generous. And that's part of the fun. But are we as outer focused on others as we are inner focused on ourselves? When I was younger there were these angel trees out there for Christmas. So it's so cool that Pastor Andre did a whole tithe message on this. I wonder if they were the same kind of trees. They were, you know, Christmas trees. And they were like everywhere. They were like every mall and every store. And sometimes in churches, you'd walk in, it was a Christmas tree. And they had cut out paper, angels on them. And on them had, um, you know, the name, uh, you know, boy, girl, here's a name and here's an age. And my mom would always take us to one of those and we would pick out one or two and we would buy presents to give to whoever the recipient of. Usually someone, they had like a parent in jail or, or maybe in the hospital or something like that. And we would always do this at Christmas. But then she would many times take a box, empty, wrap it up and put it under our tree and we would open it up and there would be a note in it and it would say the money that was going to buy you a present instead went to the recipient of the angel tree the kid that you bought a gift for and it was just this really powerful moment for me as a little kid sitting there surrounded by presents knowing that there was a little boy or a girl that was probably only opening one or two presents so around 
us all the time, but especially at this time of year. There's people, they're in need, they're hurting, they're desperate for what God has. They're desperate for what you carry. And because we have God with us and in us, I believe we're given divine, divine appointments each and every day. We're given divine appointments each and every day. Are we even aware of it? Are we looking for them? And what do we do when it's right in front of us? So my hairstylist moved this year. And I know this sounds like first world problems and I totally understand, but I'm just gonna complain about it for a little bit, okay? Because it's a big deal when you have somebody that you trust for something this big and then they're gone and you have to find somebody totally new. So it's, it's, it felt very tragic, okay? So I make this appointment with this new girl. I don't know her at all and I don't even actually remember how I got this referral, but it was like the busiest week. It was right before Chair's conference and then in my personal life, it was right before my girl's homecoming. So I wasn't gonna be at homecoming because I was gonna be at Cherish. so I had all these things to organize to be gone for the weekend and all these things to organize for like the cheer team and homecoming and all the things that, that I wasn't gonna be there. So like massive to-do list, all this stuff on my mind. Don't even really feel like I have time for an appointment but need this appointment. You know what I mean? So I am thinking like, this is fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm totally a maximizer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this huge list. And since I have to sit there for hours, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to get everything done. Like this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to get all the things done. I'm going to feel so good about this. Now this, is, like I said, someone I've never met before. Actually, I hadn't even talked to her. We just like texted to set the appointment. And so I don't even know what she looks like. So I enter the salon. I go to this new salon. I get there. I'm like five minutes early. I walk in and there's like nobody to greet me. And I'm like, okay. So I wait like five minutes. And I'm like, okay, my appointment was like now. And so I hear girls in the back. So I walk in the back and I'm like, hey, is like so-and-so here? And they're like, oh no, like I don't, I, I haven't seen her. I don't think she's here. And I'm like, do you know if she's coming? And they're like, I don't. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I walk back up to the front and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait for a little bit. And I'm like, it's been five more minutes. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just text her. Um, hi, this is Tessa. You have super nice text, okay? Like, hi, it's Tessa. I'm here for our 9 a.m. appointment. Just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Like, smiley face, okay? And like, no answer. No answer, no call. No sign of her, no nothing. It's like five minutes, 10 minutes, okay? And in my mind, I'm like, are you serious? Like, if you are gonna have a brand new client, wouldn't you come in at least like five minutes early and get things set up? I mean, what are you even thinking? And I, and I, and I just keep thinking like about my day and all the things I need to get done and how this is gonna make everything in my day now snowball and I'm not gonna have time to get all the things I need to get done and I'm getting like madder and madder by the minute, right? And then all of a sudden this super cute blonde just comes like strolling on in and she's like, oh my gosh, hi, are you Tessa? Here's my chair. And I'm like, girl, girl, I could teach you so many things right now. Let me just help you out for a second, okay? This is not how you make a first impression. Like, my kids know how to handle things better than this. This is not how you do things with excellence, okay? This was all inside, all inside. I didn't say it on the outside. It was all inside. I, but inside, I was totally judging her. I was just like, I don't even know if this is going to work out. I don't, think, I don't think I even like you anymore, right? But I wouldn't say any of those things because it would make me look bad, okay? So I didn't say any of those things. And then, like, okay, think about this. Side note, okay? 
I've worked really hard to be on time or early for things, okay? It's um, not in my nature, so I've made it like a, a, a discipline that I've done. And if for some reason I am late, I will be super apologetic, I'll totally text, like I'll be like, I'm so sorry. But if, I, if something happens and you're just actually legitimately late, I expect like total grace. I expect someone to be like, oh, it's totally fine, things happen, you know? So here I am thinking, I'm, I would expect that, otherwise I'd be like, what's wrong with you, you know? And yet here, when it's happening to me, I'm not giving grace right away in my mind. I am just going to judgment first. I know you are all perfect, but this is my story, okay? I can feel you judging me. It's totally fine. I, 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 I deserve it. So I sit in her chair, and I go immediately into explaining, like, okay, this is what I need you to do with my hair. This is what I like, da 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 And, like, hey, just so you understand, like, I'm having a really busy week, so I don't want to be rude, but I'm just going to sit here and, like, get a bunch of things done, okay? Like, good? Okay, good, okay, good. And, um, and as soon as I heard, as soon as all of that came out of my mouth, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to put your phone away. Your to-do list is going to get done. I will give you the capacity to do it later. I will multiply your time. All the things you feel like you need to get done are going to get done. But right now, I have put you here. And I need you to be here in this moment. And I was like... I mean, geez, uh, fine. Uh, like, I know you're right. <laughs> now I'm annoyed, right? Like, now I'm annoyed with you, God. Fine. So I put my phone, not even just in my lap. I put it all the way in my purse so I'm not distracted by it. I take a deep breath. I put a smile on my face. And I start asking her questions. And I started hearing her story. And it turns out she's a single mom, and she has kids from two different dads. And she's beautiful on the outside, but she has brokenness on the inside of her. And she's had pain in her life. And it's out of that pain that, unfortunately, she's made some of these decisions, and now she's reaping the consequences of some of those decisions. And I just sat there, and I listened to her story, and I didn't preach to her. I just listened with compassion. My heart like ached for her and for the things that she has been through because some things had been done to her that shouldn't have been done to her and there were some things she needed that we all need that should have been given to her and they weren't and that is how you make decisions out of those kind of decisions. It comes out of pain like that, you know? So, and, and how many of us can relate to that? I mean, we all have a background and we all have stories and we've all made choices that weren't the best for us. And we've all walked in these doors now, thank God, and have an opportunity to have some of those things healed. She has not yet walked in these doors and gone through DNA and met you guys and joined a connect group and come down to the altar and get some things healed. But she will. She will. Because that day I earned some trust with her. I didn't judge her. I gave her grace. I listened with compassion. I gave her my full attention. Because it's true, the things that you that you've heard the same before. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I'm even like sitting there under the dryer processing and she started talking to a 
coworker about this dating app and some decisions she was going to make. And I was able to like speak into that already and help her make some good choices. And she totally accepted the advice. She listened. She was appreciated. And before I left, I talked to her about church and she was completely open to coming to church. And I was trying to get her to Cherish that weekend because Cherish was that weekend, but she was out of town. So writing this message reminded me, oh my gosh, I haven't invited her back to church. So I called her yesterday and I invited her to Twisted. So she's coming to Twisted. And I'm believing that it's going to be just the beginning of a, a whole transformation in her life. Because that is what God does. She's going to love it here. She's going to love all of you. And she's got little kids that are going to love kids' church. So it's going to be really, really good. So are we letting God lead our day? Are we looking up from our phone when we're out and about? Are we smiling at the cashier that is ringing us up, especially now? Are we talking to the people in line with us just a little bit? Or are we staring at our phones the whole time? I mean, there are moments and opportunities around us all the time, but especially at this time of year where we can be generous. You know, ask God to show you times when you can be generous. You can be generous in huge ways and surprise people with big presents. I remember our old Connect group. We had a single mom there, and we... I don't know how we ended up doing this, but we got a key to her apartment and we went in there and we, it was like Christmas threw up in her place. We got a tree, we got decorations, we got presents for her, we got presents for her son. I mean, we just blessed their socks off, you know? So you can go big like that or you can just be in a drive-thru and pay for the coffee for the person behind us, right? Pay for the coffee and then hand the cashier some twisted cards and tell her to hand them out. She'll probably hand them out for us, right? So Mark 12, 30 and 31, God gives us two commandments. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. But the second commandment is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. No commandment greater than these. Wow, that God, I love it when God makes it really clear for us, right? And here's what's cool. Every time I've taken my eyes off myself and I put them on someone else, and I've taken my time, which is the most precious commodity you're going to have, to have someone in your home, or to love on your connect group, or to disciple someone, or even just to be kind to a stranger. God always, always brings back blessing. Always. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's little. I mean, we say yes to hosting at our house all the time, and I'm telling you, every time we're done hosting, the house is cleaner than when I left it, okay? There's usually extra drinks in the fridge, and when there's food, Charles is pumped, okay? And then, like, there's big things, too. Like, someone knows that we need a car right now, and out of the blue, just, I didn't even ask. They texted, and they said, hey, we have an extra car. I heard you guys need it. Do you want a car? And we said, sure, we'll, we'll totally pay you for it right now. And they're like, no, 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 just use it for two months for free. Like, blessings. This is not a coincidence, you guys. This is a kingdom principle. When you take eyes off yourself and you put them on other people, when you do unto others as you want done to you, blessing follows. I basically expect it. We can live our lives and just expect it. So when God is with us, he will give us eyes for people. He will give us eyes for opportunities. And he will help lead us. And then blessings are going to follow for everyone. Amen? Amen. All right, point two. When God is with us, the impossible becomes possible. The impossible becomes possible. We get to live a supernatural life. 
There are story after story in this Bible about impossible situations that God turned into possible. Miracles after miracles. There's a story in Exodus about a chosen people that prayed to God and he delivered them from bondage and oppression. It's a great story. It's about the Israelites and they have miracle after miracle about what God did for them as they were escaping Egypt, finally getting out from under Pharaoh's rule, right? At one point in their journey, it looked like it was over. Pharaoh was like, wait a minute, I just made the worst mistake ever. I just let all of my slaves go. So he got his best army and his best horses, and he said, go back and capture them. And if they're not going to be captured, then you need to kill them. And so they knew that was coming. And God, but here God had taken them on this very long journey. And he had done miracle after miracle, you guys. He provided food out of nowhere for them. He told them exactly which way to go by using clouds to tell them, a pillar of clouds, it says, and, and by night, fire. He told them exactly which way to go. And all of a sudden, though, after all of those miracles, they hit a dead end. They hit a dead end. Here God's done all of these things for them, and now they're standing there, and there's nowhere to go. They had an impossible situation in front of them. Behind them, it says behind them, but it's actually coming from every angle. They had Pharaoh's army racing toward them on horses and chariots, coming to capture them and bring them back. But in front of them was the Red Sea. Absolutely nowhere to go. It's, it's been reported that there's spots in the Red Sea that are as deep as 10,000 feet. So this wasn't just like a little pond that they could wade through. They had all of their belongings. They were slaves. They didn't have a lot with them. But, but it was like not an impossibility. So they either go in there and die or they turn around and die. It looks like a dead end no matter what, right? So imagine the enemy is so close to them that the Bible says they could see a cloud of dust behind them. They couldn't turn back in every direction. They were stuck. It was over but it's never over with God. It's never over with God. God showed up. He parted the sea. He not only parted the sea, but it says they parted it and they walked across dry land. So he not only did that for them, he protected them. But then because our God is so extra and this is how he does things, he absolutely not only protected them, but he completely destroyed their enemy. Completely destroy it. God had not run out of miracles, not for them. He, they, he, they had already done, all, they'd seen all these miracles. They thought there was a dead end, and then still God showed up with another miracle. Amazing. So Luke 137 says, for nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. It was, it, it, it should not have been possible that Charles and I bought a house in 2020, okay? Not only was the world completely shutting down, but we decided that it was a good time to buy right in the two weeks that all of the banks had shut down. I mean, completely shut down. Our realtors had four other contracts that they were also working with, and one by one, they all fell apart. Everything going on at that time was not in our favor, okay? No owners wanted to let anyone into their house. No inspectors were even allowed to work. Even though we had already been pre-approved, our lender said there was no way we were gonna get a loan right now. In fact, I remember him even saying, I'm so sorry, you guys, there are no options. No options. And I remember when he said that, I had, to, I had a decision to make. I could either be like, oh, this is a dead end. Like, it's over, it's done. But when he said no options, something inside of me just stirred. 
I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I actually don't believe you because my God is a God of miracles. And he says that nothing is impossible. So if you're going to tell me it's impossible, then you have not yet met my God. There was something inside of me that stirred. I was like, oh, no. God did not bring us this far just to have us hit a dead end. He loves us too much for that, you guys. So we just went home and prayed. We took communion, and we were like, what do we do, God? Because, like, it, it looks impossible to us. So that's when you like to show up. So what, what do we do? And we prayed. God gave us. He actually gave me a dream. Only time I think that's ever happened so far. And it was strategy, and we did it, and it worked. And we went rogue, and we went over to their house without a realtor, and we shook his hand, and we made a deal. I don't recommend it, but it worked. That's what God told us to do, and it worked. It looked impossible, but God made a way. It was supernatural, supernatural. So now I know to believe for things like that. You guys, in January, we're going to have an opportunity to have a vision Sunday, and we have vision cards. And I want you to already start praying about what impossible thing you can put on your vision card. What do you know you're supposed to do, but it looks impossible, but God? Start writing some of that stuff down on your vision card. What do you need done in your life right now that looks impossible? What looks like a dead end? What looks impossible in your life? Do you feel like you have the Red Sea in front of you? You know what? Don't be mad at me for saying this, but that's good. It's good. You want to know why it's good? It's good because that's when God likes to show up. That's when God is like, good. I love when things look impossible to you. Because now you've probably tried it in all of your own power. And you've been looking at your circumstances. And you've been trying all the things. And that's good. God says it's faith and works. But then when we get to a dead end, do we keep looking in our situation? Or do we just look up and say, all right, God, it's your turn. It's your turn. So we don't need to stress and worry about the economy and the housing market and the state of our world. And I, I, I know it looks scary sometimes. And we're aware and we're actively praying and we're involved and we're voting and we're all of those things. But I'm not going to worry about it because the Bible says I can't gain another day in my life if I decide to worry. This is why the Bible put in there, do not fear. It's in there so many times. He put it in there because he knew we were going to need it. God was with Daniel in the lion's den. He had supernatural protection and he had a supernatural outcome. God was with David when he had to fight the Goliath. He had, they had the best soldiers there. And yet David, this little guy shows up with no armor and no real weapons and he defeated the giant. That is who our God is. Pastor Jurgen tells us all the time, what are you living under that you've been called to rule over? What looks impossible until... We add God to the situation. See, Charles and I made a decision that whenever we were together in the mornings, we were going to pray together. And it has been a life-changing habit. And we started praying, though, like, God, we just want our life to, like, reflect your goodness and reflect your power and reflect your miracles. And I know that sounds really awesome until you realize, oh, Hold on a minute. So if I'm praying that I want my life to reflect miracles, that means I'm going to be in situations a lot where I need a miracle. 
right? Where I'm going to look around and be like, okay, I've done everything I can, and we're supposed to be doing something, but we're stuck, or we're at a dead end, or we see, you know, a red sea in front of us. So what do we do now? But I'm telling you guys, I see God move time and time again. I've seen it in my own life. I see it every time somebody comes down here to the altar, and I get to pray with them about anything, natural things, like, you know, wanting to have a baby, or or a job, or a house, or any of those things. I cannot wait to pray for those things that look impossible because I know that just on the other side of that, literally, sometimes days, sometimes months, it always turns around where there's a God story on the other end. There's a God story on the other end. It looks impossible until God shows up. Amen? As with God, the impossible becomes possible. All right, point three. Um, instead of using my own words, we're just going to use the Bible. Point three, we're going to use Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who or what can be against us? Or if God is with us, who or what can be against us? See, there were these three guys, or as my nephew would say, these three bros, okay? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And there was this king, and his name was Nebuchadnezzar. Well, with a name like that, you're going to have a very big ego, or you probably need one, and he had one, okay? He had a giant gold statue built of himself, and during the day, trumpets would blow, and everybody was ordered to stop what they were doing and bow down and worship him, which was this golden statue. And there were these three brave men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to bow down to him. The only God we're going to serve is our one true God in heaven. And they knew what the consequences were to that. It was not good. He had already told everybody, if you don't do this and bow down to this, then you're going to go into a fiery furnace and be burnt alive. But they still said no. So King Nebuchadnezzar heard about this, called them to him, and said, you have one more chance. I'm going to give you one last chance to say yes and bow to this, or you're going into the fiery furnace. And they said, no, we will not bow to you. We only serve our one true God. So the king was ticked, as you can imagine, okay? And he ordered them to be thrown into the fiery furnace. He was so mad, he had it turned up seven times hotter, as if it already wasn't hot enough to burn them, okay? But turning it up seven times hotter actually killed the first people that were trying to throw them into the fire. It was that hot. So he called his strongest men. He had, them tie, he had the strongest men tie them up, and then he had them thrown in the fire, and he came down to witness it, okay? He was going to come down and watch. But what he saw was not what he expected. What he saw shocked them. Because when he looked in, he saw that there were men in there still in the fire, and they were now untied. And they weren't only untied, but they were walking around. And he threw three of them in the fire, but now there was four, there was four of them walking around. There was those three and God, or God had sent an angel down to be with them. How amazing is that? Not only had God not left them in their time of need, but he joined them in their time of need. He protected them, he rescued them, and he joined them. See, when God is with us, other people can tell. Even if you don't see it with your natural eyes like King Nebuchadnezzar saw it, people can tell. I remember when we used to go look at houses all the time, we'd see like the same realtor and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I just love when you guys come. You bring such good energy with you. 
you know, or you take a bunch of people from church out to lunch and everyone is always like, you guys are the best. I love when you come in. You have such positive energy. You know, they're absolutely right. We do have positive energy. They just don't know that the energy is the Holy Spirit inside of us. They just don't know how to identify it yet. My girls are always have friends that say like, hey, can we just do it at your house? Like, we just want to come over to your house and get ready or have the party at your house. And I mean, I love that. And I think, oh, it's probably because we have good snacks. Because how many of you know, if you have teenagers, you need to have good snacks and you need to have food all the time, okay? So yes, it's for those things. But I also really believe it's because I've tried really hard to create an environment where there's peace and there's joy and there's the presence of God in the house. And I hope you can tangibly feel it when you walk in. And the thing is, is not everybody has that back at their home. So I'm so happy they want to be at my house. And can I just be really bold with you today and say that because of what you're carrying, because God is with you, you need to live differently. Because people are watching you and your life is a message to them. Because of what's in you, you are set apart is what the Bible says. So I want to encourage you this week. If you don't yet understand that or believe it, open up the word of God and start reading things. Like read Isaiah 43 and start getting that on the inside of you. Read Jeremiah 29.11. Like write it on your mirrors and write it on a sticky and put it in your car and start believing God's word over you. Because that is what God wants you to believe, that he is for you, that he has chosen you. There is an image that I found a while back, and it's really, really powerful whenever I feel like I'm alone, because the devil would love when you hit a dead end or when you feel like things are impossible. He would love to come in and be like, yeah, it was a good try, but this, it's over. You know, those are the lies from the enemy. Those are not what's actual factual, and it's not what is in the word of God. And so I found a picture, and it just reminds me every time the devil's trying to whisper to me and tell me that I'm by myself, that's made a really powerful statement to me, and I want to share it with you today. Look at that. That's you in the front. That's you in the front. And you're looking at something, and it might be something that looks impossible, or it might be something that looks scary, or it might be something that you feel like you've, you've gone towards a few times before, but look at what's behind you. That lion behind you represents God. You guys, that lion behind you represents all of the power of heaven, all of the power of an almighty God right behind you. He's right behind you. Even if you don't know it, feel it or see it, he's right there. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're up against, you're never alone. This is the picture that it looks like. This is what other people see when they see you. All of heaven is backing you up. Behind you is an almighty God. Behind you is an army of angels. Joshua 1.9 says, God gives us a commandment when he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord is with you wherever you go. If you have this behind you, you can be strong and courageous when you're facing everything, right? It doesn't have to all be up to us. So we need to start operating like that. When you get a real understanding of this photo, when you get a real understanding that just like this picture, you have authority, you have power backing you up, you start thinking differently, you start acting differently, you start starting that business that you feel like you're supposed to start, you start trying out for that thing that you know you're supposed to start, you start stepping out and being a little bit more bold and inviting people to Twisted and inviting people to Christmas Eve services, our life starts looking different 
then the worlds when we start understanding that this is what we have behind us. So that's how it should be. Our life was meant to preach. When God is with you, you have eyes for other people, you have protection, you have all of heaven backing you up, and you have blessing and favor on your life. So let's stand up. Let's stand up because I know that all of you in here under the sound of my voice, and it doesn't even matter what I said, the Holy Spirit's already working, the Holy Spirit's already talking to you individually, that's why he's so beautiful. And he's saying, this is what I'm trying to do for you today. Why aren't you believing that I'm right behind you backing you up? What area of your life looks like a dead end that you have not yet involved God in? What area of your life have you not let God be with you? You're saying, yes, God, I want your promises and your favor and your blessings and everything that Pastor Andre talked about, but you haven't yet maybe let God into your finances. Or you're saying, God, I need a a miracle in my marriage or in my relationships, but you haven't let God into maybe that part of your life. What area of your life do you need to let God into right now? He wants to be in every area. He wants to bring you healing and restoration and peace and joy. So we need to start at the beginning. If you've not yet asked God into your heart, today's the day. Why don't you bow your heads right now? And I know God is speaking to people in here because he's already showed me. And I know that there's people in here that are saying, I don't want to do this by myself anymore. I'm going to let God into every part of my life. I'm going to start by inviting him into my heart. So you're just going to raise your hands right now because I'm going to pray for you. We just thank you, God. Thank you for your hands. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your hands. There's hands all over. Thank you, God. I see your hands. God sees your hands, more importantly. Who else is in here? There's so many of you where this is the perfect time of year where you don't need next year that's coming up to look like last year. You're gonna invite God into every part of your life. He's gonna come in and he's gonna move things around for good. All right, I'm so excited for each one of you. Things are gonna change. Things are gonna be different. Things won't be perfect, but now you are part of an army of God. You are gonna have that lion behind you. You're gonna have that power and that authority backing you up with everything that you do. So in order to do that, we're just gonna say a little prayer. We're gonna keep it nice and simple and everybody here in the building is gonna repeat after me. So say, dear heavenly father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for my sins. Come into my life, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my savior. Heaven is my home. God is my Father. I thank you that you are now with me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So I'm going to assume that all of us have already prayed that prayer. But what's so fun about this life is that we always have opportunities to grow and we always have moments where the Holy Spirit is continuing to talk to us and sharpen us and remind us of areas where we have not let God into your life. So I want you all to raise your hands right now and I want you just to think of, raise your hands like you're just gonna receive because I'm gonna pray over you. I want you to think of the areas of your life where you've maybe not let God into yet. 
maybe you've given him 80% or maybe you've given him half or maybe you, that area didn't even occur to you. You weren't even trying to keep it from God. But now, who wants to live like that? You want to give God every part of your life so he can touch all of it. He can bless all of it. He can bring you wisdom in every area. He, he's your best business partner you've ever had. So dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, that you are already identifying places in people's hearts, places in people's life, places in people's minds where they have yet to to ask you. But today, Lord, this is, this is a new day. We are drawing a line in the sand and we are inviting you into every part of our life. We're inviting you into every part of our minds, every part of our words, every part of our actions, every part of our steps. I just thank you, God, that you are going to guide our steps. We thank you, God, for wisdom. We thank you, God, for discernment. We thank you, God, that in everything we do, we're going to glorify you. We thank you, God, that we live glory to glory because we have you in us. We thank you, God, that our life is full of favor and blessings. And because of that, our life speaks so loud. So we just thank you, God, for all of those things. We thank you, God, that there are no dead ends in our life any longer. You always make a way. You are a God of miracles and a God of possibilities. And there is always a way with you. So we just thank you in advance for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now. Bye for now.